Hey, Crime Sound listeners, and welcome back to another episode. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ricky. And we're your hosts delivering you a healthy portion of crime weekly. And before we jump in, we would like to thank all of you for the love and support we get from you. It's so awesome to see this little project that Ricky and I started 24 episodes ago, Bloom and Grow, episode after episode. And all of this would not be possible without you. So thank you. And if you're listening and would like to know how you can support this podcast, send us an awesome review on iTunes. It really helps other people find Crime Salad. But for now, get comfy, grab a salad or whatever makes you happy and enjoy. I don't know if I can keep on going and not knowing what happened to my little girl. I need to got to know something. It's killing me, man. It's taking a toll off. Somebody out there... Please, and they know something. Put this nightmare to rest so we get some kind of closure. I know eventually somebody will start, somebody will come up and say something. I just know it. Three men involved in this. Three men. Somebody knows something. Somebody, they can't. They'll mess up sooner or later. We'll, we'll find out what happened to her. I know it. I know we will. The four-year-olds in therapy. The two-year-olds in therapy. Savannah's sister is in therapy. It's a nightmare. She may not be in this world, but she left four boys that are going to be good boys. They're going to be good. Today, we will cover the missing case of a 22-year-old young woman named Savannah Spurlock, who went to a bar and left with three guys and never was seen again. It was Friday, January 4th, 2019, and a night out with friends was much needed, especially because Savannah has her hands full with four boys. Two of those boys were twins that she just recently gave birth to four weeks earlier, and her other two were four and two years old. And while Savannah went out that night, the kids were in good hands staying with their grandparents. And this was the first time Savannah went out since she gave birth. And let's be honest, for those of you that are parents, we all need this from time to time. Now that night, she went out with two other friends. They were enjoying a few drinks, living it up at a popular bar in the area called The Other Bar in Lexington, Kentucky, which this is located in a smaller town where nothing crazy ever really happens aside from your normal small town crimes that happen pretty much everywhere. And we pulled up pictures of this bar and read the reviews definitely seems like your typical college bar, young adult hotspot, which if you were going out in in your 20s looking to have a good time, this was probably the place to go. So the night was off to a good start, and eventually Savannah would meet two guys. So the girls that she was with that night ended up separating and going their own separate ways for the rest of the night. And well, again, this is for the most part a well-known bar, lots of people around So you would probably see your typical young college bar stuff, like the muscular bouncer with his arms crossed, ready to break up a fight, or groups of friends and people getting down on the dance floor. And Savannah is a single, pretty, bubbly girl, probably attracting a lot of people that night. 
and at this time she was being distracted by those two guys who left her separated from her friends that night and it probably felt exciting again savannah was single at the time and she was known to never really go out she was a mom she loved being a mom and that's what she did she was always taking care of the kids and they always came first so this night was pretty out of the ordinary for her and she was making a lot of spontaneous decisions and for the guys that she met i mean it can easily be assumed that they were single they saw a pretty girl felt the urge to talk to her no big deal no red flags and I mean, honestly, this happens all the time. But how do you know that the guy you met at the bar has a different plan other than just hooking up for the night? You don't. You don't know what people are thinking. Well, it was close to 2.30 a.m. and the bar was closing and it was time to go. So it's assumed that at this time, one of the guys she was talking to asked her if she needed a ride or wanted to hang out after the bar closes. Her and the two other guys hop into a black Chevy truck and they drive away. And there was a third guy who followed this truck, which during the investigation, who she left with that night has to know something because this is the last we ever see Savannah alive. So who were these guys? Did they know her? Were they offering her a ride or maybe they were just hitting things off from the very beginning? We really don't know. What we do know is while they were driving in this truck, Savannah FaceTimed her mom to let her know that she will be home a few hours later. But it was already 2.30 a.m. That's usually when all the bars are closing, when everyone heads home. So what was she honestly doing? At this point, I really wonder if Savannah was maybe forced into the car from the very beginning, and then maybe she was forced to call her mom. But in an interview, her mom said that she was able to see Savannah and a man in the back seat with her, and she didn't seem to be in any danger or distress. But during the call, the men seemed to be taunting her, saying to just relax, leave her alone. Savannah promised her mom that she'd be home in the morning and trusting her daughter, she went back to sleep. Savannah's mom woke up around 8 a.m. the next morning and Savannah was still not home. She immediately started worrying, trying to call her phone, but it went straight to voicemail. She wasn't too concerned yet though, thinking, okay, maybe she just fell asleep. However, when the morning turned to afternoon and then the afternoon turned to evening, her mom became very concerned. That night, she officially reported her daughter missing to the police. When police first start to look into things, they speak with her inner circle, who she's talked to and who she hung out with on a regular basis. This was not only to pin a suspect, which a lot of people may think was the case, but also to clear people and see if they know anything about her going missing or if they knew anything about the guys she left the bar with. And of course, because police normally look at a boyfriend or a husband in this type of case, her ex-boyfriend was immediately questioned and he was very willing to work with police. And after speaking with him, the police concluded that he didn't have any involvement with her going missing. Now, police were informed of the specific bar where she was the night she disappeared. And when they took a look at the surveillance footage, they spotted Savannah leaving the bar with two men, getting into an older, rugged, black Chevy truck with only one headlight working. 
No one knew who these guys were, not her friends, not her parents, and it's even believed that Savannah didn't even know these guys before she went to the bar, and her mom didn't feel right about them, especially when these guys were so aggressive towards her during the FaceTime call with her daughter. Now, to find them was another problem. A police officer came across the same truck during a traffic stop, and this is how the suspicious vehicle from that night at the bar led the police to their next step. So if it wasn't for this police officer, this case may still be a complete mystery. So they really caught a big break here. And when police speak to the driver of the truck, they learn that his name is David Sparks. When police begin to unravel more about the story. We're going to take a quick break here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that I personally use for my mental health. They provide a number of professional licensed counselors who specialize in all situations that may be interfering with your happiness. It's seriously my personal outlet to get my mind right. It's affordable. It's so convenient. I decided to give BetterHelp a shot when I was going through a very anxious part of my life. So I just signed up and I was matched with an amazing counselor who was so willing to talk with me right away. We actually set up a video chat later in the week to catch up. We are all so busy. Give yourself the care that you need today. Start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash crime salad. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash crime salad. It was mentioned that Savannah willingly traveled with them when they left the bar and they drove about 40 miles to this guy's house. All three of the men that were with Savannah that night were taken in by police and questioned, and both vehicles were searched by investigators before they were let go if no charges filed against them. But police remained confident that there was still more that the three were not telling them. And then there was even a rumor spreading that Savannah was running from her life at home, and that she was sick of being a mom. And we almost didn't even add this to the episode because honestly, it just makes me sick. I mean, yeah, it happens, but people are just so quick to judge. And what even makes me more angry is that the rumor was first initiated by David himself, which we're already all so suspicious of as it is. And David's brother, Jason, even posted a lengthy post on Facebook about how she was running away from her kids. And while looking more into this, police began to search nearby cornfields in the same location of David's house and a bridge near his home, but they never found anything. And then six months since Savannah went missing, police catch their big break and receive a tip. David Sparks' father told his attorney that he smelled a foul odor coming from his property. And police were alerted and the property was searched. And what they come across is Savannah was buried in a shallow 19-inch grave. And even parts of the trash bag that she was in was popping out of the ground. That's how shallow this hole was. So the hole that was dug was not even close to being deep enough to hide her body. So it was probably something that was done in a panic, something that was done quickly. And I also want to point out here that this wasn't the first time that the property was searched. It was searched once before, but police didn't come up with much of anything from what we know. Savannah's naked body was covered in multiple trash bags, 
and her hands and feet were bound by tape. The body was folded in a really unnatural position, with her body folded completely in half, and a rug was also found in her grave. This just so happens to be the same rug that David had in his bedroom. And what's so interesting here is that David's rug was still in his room. However, it was later found out that he actually bought a replacement rug. And on the same day that Savannah went missing at his house, he texted his sister asking her where he could buy a new one. David was then seen on surveillance video at Walmart buying a very similar rug to what he had. David originally told police Savannah came back to his house and fell asleep. She later came into his room and woke him up, asking him for directions and where she was so that she could arrange someone to pick her up. He gave her his address and he went back to sleep. That morning when he woke up, she was already gone. And from there, he just always explained to police that he had no clue what happened to her from then. So if David's story were to be true... David drove her 40 minutes to his house, and then we're expected to believe that she left his house in the morning, but keep in mind, with a dead cell phone. And saying that she just left, well, maybe she did just leave. In his mind, maybe this was the time that he buried her. But if his story were true, like if she did leave to go home, how did her body end up buried in his backyard, wrapped in the rug that was inside the house? I really wonder what his reasoning is for that. And as of right now, the police are being tight-lipped during this investigation. Although an autopsy was done, her cause of death hasn't been released as of yet. And it totally makes sense because we know David has something to do with her death and he has yet to confess. So really, they're just waiting for someone to speak up. And it makes me wonder, being that there were three guys involved at first, what were their intentions? And it's weird that their reasoning is just they were helping her, they were giving her a ride. But like, were they all planning to kill her this whole time while still at the bar? Or was this related to sex trafficking or maybe drugs? I mean, driving her 40 minutes out of the way to give her a ride, these guys had a plan this whole time. And being that no one has confessed whatsoever, makes this case so much more difficult for investigators and everyone involved. And you know, that makes me kind of wonder, like, was Savannah maybe drugged or had an accidental overdose where the boys didn't know what to do? Maybe they panicked, so they just buried her? Yeah, that could have been possible. But I did read, though, that there was blood found on his bedroom door. And also, after they did luminol testing in David's room, his closet floor also had signs of blood. So I'm thinking David was possibly acting alone. But like you said, the police aren't talking. We don't know the cause of death yet. So along with that, there may already be a toxology report done that could tell investigators if maybe she was drugged or overdosed along with her murder. But again, just a thought, we don't even know if drugs were involved. We're kind of just speculating here. And we don't really know what happened that night either. Yeah, we have no clue what happened. But leading up to this investigation, there was a lot of suspicious activity that a neighbor noticed. He noticed that David was going in and out of his house that morning, taking out furniture, putting it in his truck, and he left with it before the cops even showed up for the investigation. David has been charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence. He was later indicted with murder in August and then booked into the Madison County Detention Center. 
Police have not commented on whether or not the other two men with David that night will face any charges, but we might get some more information coming soon. The next hearing, according to court records, is set for November 1st. But as of right now, this concludes this week's episode. Be sure to check out pictures of this case on our website at crimesaladpodcast.com where you can see pictures of Savannah, David, and other things that we came across. And we'd like to credit our sources, which include Courier Journal, LEX 18 News, Oxygen, ABC News, and the Daily Mail, all which can be found on our website. And special thanks to our lovely patrons. Shout out to Amanda Gordon, Christopher Ford, Christy Ambrosini, Carrie, Ella B, Emily Smith, Gabby Darko, Jasmine Michelle, Jessica, Kristen B, Lisa Burgenson, Rachel Dryman, Rebecca Mate, Samantha Comparone, Sarah Duffield, Shelley Dean, Stephanie Stevens, Tinker Buff, and Veronica Davis. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. And if you would like to support Crime Salad, you can become a member on Himalaya at Himalaya.com slash Crime Salad or on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Crime Salad Podcast. Members now have access to our very first bonus episode where we cover the case of the Hollywood killer, Blake Libel. It's such an interesting case and it's actually a little bit disturbing. So definitely check it out. And we'll have a new bonus episode on there for you every month. You're also invited to join us on our Crime Salad Facebook discussion group, where you can post links to cases that you think are interesting or share anything crime-related and meet other true Crime Salad investigators just like yourself. And feel free to invite a friend. Crime Salad is a true crime podcast, delivering a healthy portion of crime. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. All the blood, love, all the pain.